Welcome to Songs and Stories, the Not For Musicians Only music podcast. Alrighty, welcome once again to Songs and Stories. I'm Michael Gaither, and this is Songs and Stories, episode number 23, part two of my interview with Lacey J. Dalton. Now, if you cut episode number 22, you'll know that we spent about half an hour talking to Lacey about um, pretty much her whole career, how she got to Santa Cruz, uh, her journey to Nashville, some of her successes there, and what she's doing now, which is really currently working on two records. But as I said in episode 22, I forgot to ask her about the horses. See, Lacey lives outside of Virginia City, Nevada these days, and she's formed an organization called Let Em Run, which is trying to protect and find designated land to, to save uh, Nevada's wild horse population. So what I wanted to do in this one is get right to it. Um, what happened in the last interview is we spent about half an hour talking outside of K-Pig, went to breakfast, and then I realized I didn't ask her about the horses. So... Over the uh, the din of a diner and Steve Perry crooning over the loudspeaker in the background, I took out my recorder and asked her about the horses and explained kind of where her, her love of the horses came from. And that's what we're going to hear about here in episode 23. But uh, to keep with my format, let's hear a little bit of a song first. And this song is also off her latest CD called um, The Last Wild Place. This is called She Could Run, which... Turns out to be my my new favorite horse song, and of course, just with my luck, she doesn't perform it live. You'll find out why in this interview. And before we get started, I also want to remind you that on my site, michaelgather.com, that's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R, look for the section for Songs and Stories, episode 22 and 23. You'll find links to Lacey's site, a link to the Let It Run Foundation, as well as some links to other things you'll talk about during this interview as well, including the racehorse Ruffian, and you'll have to listen to the podcast to see where that fits in. But let's get right to it. This is She Could Run off Lacey's latest CD, The Last Wild Place. It was in the dead of winter, in a hail of snow and ice, when the pride of old Kentucky came gasping into life. She was weak and she was wobbly, and her legs were much too long. But her heart was like a chalice, where the fire of God burned strong, and she could run, run. Months old they noticed She was faster than the rest By the time she was a yearling She was racing past the best So they took her down and trained her But they did not use a wing She'd shoot off like a cannonball When they let her take the bit And she could run Run Run. Now I've heard it said a racing horse is only born to run. Some say horses don't possess a soul. 
I have seen shining there as bright as an Esau Comes from only one great source I know Well, I raced her in the derby And she won it by length Then she took the famous Preakness In a show of speed and strength They named her in the papers As a favorite of the crowd Third win at the Belmont Stakes would take the triple crown and she could run, 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 run. Praise be to glory, she could run. But on the morning of the Belmont, the rain was pouring down and the track was wet and dangerous that day. Bell rang and they cried they're off But the big bay swerved and fell And she went down trying to jump out of his way Well the jockey heard her leg bone snap As they slammed into the fence Dear God don't let this be he prayed But that's the way it went She struggled, but she could not rise Her eyes rolled white and wide And as he knelt to calm her in the mud He cried just like a child Cause she could run 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 I've heard it said a race and horse is only born to run Some say horses don't possess a soul But I have seen a shining there as bright as an Esau Comes from only one great source I know She never felt the poison They gave to end her pain She only heard a quiet voice And felt a gentle rain Her spirit raced toward the light And she became away Blue skies all around her And blue grass everywhere And she could run 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 Praise be to glory Praise be to glory Praise be to glory She could run She could to work 8, 10, 12 weeks a year mm-hmm. in Reno, Tahoe area, and Harris, and the Nugget, mm-hmm. and Silver Legacy, and like that. So the horses were and close by. The horses were close by, but I really didn't know about them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would decelerate from those long casino dates. You know, when you get when you work a couple weeks in a casino and you don't get to leave much, by the time you're done with two weeks, two, three shows a night, and, you know, I had worked for 20 years mm-hmm. there in those casinos... Um, 
you're pretty ready to get out and get some fresh air and sunshine. Away from buildings. Away, away from, from buildings, away from people, away from it all. And so what what I did, thank you. Um, so what happened was I had formed friendships with a lot of the people that worked in the casinos, the mm-hmm. stagehands, and sure. through them I met a, a friend named Elaine Stevens, and she had a little Victorian house up on E Street in Virginia City, which is just a couple streets down from the main drag. Mm-hmm. And we were having tea one night, right about dusk, and she had lit about 40 candles, and we were having this tea, and it was great. And um, she, uh, I, I heard this sound outside. I said, what? I said, what is that sound? And she put her finger up in the air, and she said, listen, there's a horse coming. And I'll never forget that moment, because I went outside, and there was this little um, band of wild horses walking up the street. And I looked at them, and I said, you know, if those horses can be walking down the street in Virginia City, and they can be wild and free here. This is where I want to live. I knew right then that's where I wanted to live. I didn't move there till three or four years later because I couldn't find a house. I looked for three and a half years for the house I Gosh. finally found up there. But um, so it was an epiphany. It was, yeah, it really was. And later I wrote a song. There's a, I have a CD that I made for the Wild Horses with a bunch of friends up there, a bunch of great um, Nevada artists, and, and uh, we. Everybody donated 100% of their time and talent to make this CD called Wild Horse Crossing. And there's a poem on that CD that I wrote that starts, Listen, there's a horse coming. And uh, so I'll never forget that moment, and I'll never forget the decision that I made in my mind to move. I was so homesick for the West after living in Nashville for eight Mm -hmm. years. I was... I have wonderful friends in Nashville. I had the most beautiful farm there you could ever imagine. You know, it had a, its own little woods, and it was all surrounded by woods. There were 20 flat acres that kind of rose up toward the back. And 20 flat acres is a lot of land. There was a big pond there next to the barn, and the pond was quite large, and I had geese and ducks and everything and horses. I had four horses. And uh, you went down this long driveway between two horse corrals with beautiful wooden fences, you know, the natural wood fences, redwood fences, and back to this wonderful house. And how did I get there? Um, where were we? I, I've lo- I, I just lost my train of horses and leaving the casino and fresh air. I, I don't know how I got to Nashville, but I was unhappy in Nashville, even though I had all this beautiful stuff sure. at a beautiful farm. I remember walking through the fields one day on my farm in Nashville toward the end of the summer, and the fields. You missed the West. Full, the fields were full of full of wildflowers, and it was warm. And I went and lay down by the pond, and I said, "Lord, please let heaven be like this." Hmm. It was that beautiful, but I missed the West because in Nashville, only a couple of times a year in the spring and fall is the sky open and blue. At all other times, it is so full of moisture that there's a haze over the sky. So you don't get that blue, not very often do you get that brilliant blue sky. And I would come out to the west and visit my friends after being at the casino, and I would see that sky, and it made me so homesick, I thought I would die. And uh, so I said to my husband, and it was really weird because his mom had just built her dream house, the most beautiful log house I have ever seen. She'd built right in a lot beside us. And I didn't think my husband would ever want to move from our house there. And I said, you know, I don't know about you, but I am so homesick for the West that I am about to die. 
I was born in the East, but I never belonged there. I never, I'll never forget my trip. My, I was turning 21 when I ran off with a long-haired hippie guitar player that I met at the county fair. He was selling rock and roll posters across from <laughs> where I was selling jewelry for Big Joe Ryan. And Joe Ryan, Big Joe Ryan was sort of a gangster type from Philadelphia, and he took me aside and he, he pointed at this long-haired hippie that I he knew I was excited about, and he goes, I'll tell you what, kid. You run with lice, you get lousy. Remember this. You run with lice, you get lousy. <laughs> well, I ran with that louse. <laughs> yeah, and he was sort of a louse. But anyway, he got me to California. They got you out here. Got me out here, and we left um, right around the 1st of October, probably the second week of October, because I turned 21 on the trip, and my birthday is October 13th. And we went in a Carmen Ghia. I had $20, a guitar that my dad loaned me, and a suitcase full of books. And I had to sit sideways on the front seat of that Carmen Ghia and hold the door shut. It was tied shut mm-hmm. because we were in a blizzard. From the moment we left Pennsylvania, there was a blizzard in the front of that car. Pressing, We had to press through this blizzard all the way till we got to the, to the state line at Tahoe and, and Nevada. You know, but Lake Tahoe, mm-hmm. uh, Nevada and California border. And we hit that border and the snow stopped. And the sun came out like a million tomorrows. And it was like I just knew that my that I belonged there. That was I always knew I'd go to California and I always thought it would be ugly because the only thing I knew of California were Elvis beach movies yeah. and you know, um, what was her name? Annette Funicello mm-hmm. and those horrible movies and I thought I would hate it. I thought I'm doomed to go there and I'm gonna hate it. But when we hit the state the lo- the line up at, and you know how beautiful it is there yep. in Lake Tahoe where State Line is. Cal Neva, you know, right in there. And that sun came out of the clouds, and the trees were dripping, and it looked like diamonds were falling off. And the sky it. was blue. And the sky was so impossibly blue. It was like a million promises. I knew that I had that this was my destiny. I had come to the West, and the West would always be good to me. And so that's how I started in California. Yes. And when did the Let Em Run Foundation come around? That was about 1998 or 99. Mm-hmm. I had just moved to... Uh, I had moved because I wanted to be with the Wild Horses. I got out there and realized they were in horrible... Well, I guess explain what the Let Em Run Foundation is. Well, it's a foundation for the preservation and protection of, of uh, wild horses. And uh, they need protection. There are only 40,000 of them left in... Um, what's it based out of? Uh, we... Uh, it's... Reno, Nevada. Yeah. We need uh, these horses just like the grizzlies in Yellowstone and the buffalo in South Dakota and the um, uh, elk in Jackson Hole. They need their own sanctuaries. Their numbers need to be controlled by compassionate means. And there needs to be a place where the public can interact with them in a non-invasive way. Like when you go to Yellowstone, you don't run up and hug a grizzly bear, but you can observe them through those telescopes mm-hmm. in their natural habitat. That's what we want to establish, and that's the purpose and function of Let Them Run. And we're getting very close to being able to uh, have an agreement with one of the largest, in, the largest industrial park in the world, is very much uh, aware of our project and wants uh, and is is um, working with us to try to establish the sanctuary for our herd, the Comstock herd, which is the largest contiguous herd in the United States. It has about eight to 1,200 horses, depending mm-hmm. on 
uh, how many they – it's not controlled by Bureau of Land Management. Uh, it's controlled by the Department of Agriculture mm-hmm. of the state of California, which has neither the money nor the manpower to really manage it in the way. So the advocates help a lot. And what we're going to try to do is get this sanctuary and get, you know, work with the University of Nevada and the Department of Agriculture to establish a, a good birth control program, a compassionate birth good. control program. Then we don't have the overflow. Then we just have a herd of wild horses, just like they do on Assateague and Chincoteague Islands. It's a controlled herd where they've used this birth control method, PCP, for 40 years successfully. Mm-hmm. They haven't noticed any bad things happening to the horses from that. So um, that's that's where we are, and that's... That's where you're headed. That's where we're headed, and I think we're pretty darn close right now. Good. We have a proposal before the Attorney General um, of Nevada, the state of Nevada, looking mm-hmm. over some of the uh, concerns that both sides have. Mm-hmm. The uh, people with all this land, the Tahoe Reno Industrial has 120,000 acres, about 70,000 of which is undevelopable, and that's the land we'd like to oh. to have for the horses for a lease. Or, um, or we you know we've talked about a lot of different scenarios mm-hmm. that will give the Tahoe Reno Industrial a group uh, a very good tax write-off sure. and there's a lot of ways to do that conservancies and so on and so forth but um, and we haven't decided on the method yet but that's what's that what we're doing it's now and everybody's you know everybody's talking when I first went up there I couldn't even get a meeting with them the advocates had so alienated oh. Tahoe Reno Industrial and a different person was running that com- that uh, group who hated the horses and uh, that since that that person is gone and uh, there's a new there's a new regime there and they like the horses and the, a lot of the companies there are 40 new companies moving in there most of them are moving in because they like the wild horses yes. so they've realized that the horses are a tremendous draw to that you know and I read in Forbes magazine I don't know about five or six years ago I read an article that one of the top reasons for relocating uh, companies and relocating um, uh, businesses was a proximity to wildlife really uh, you wouldn't think that. And the other reason, especially for Japanese companies, is proximity to brothels. We have both in Story County. We have wildlife and we have Nevada. legal <laughs> We have legal prostitution in Story County. We have the Wild Horse Canyon Spa, which is a five-star, beautiful, absolute, looks like a hunting lodge, and absolutely beautiful brothel. And those are the people, um, the broker for the industrial park uh, actually runs that business. And but if it works for the horses, why not? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> There you go. One so, last quick question. Your song, She Could Run. Yes. I just wanted to hear if that was a true story or where it came from. I, I have a new favorite horse song. Do you know what? Oh, is that it? Do you like it? Yeah, I do. Oh, thank you. It, um, but a friend of mine's a serious racing buff, and I had him listen to it, and he said, it's a three-hanky song. I just, it's beautiful. People really seem to like uh, really seem to like that song, and, and there was a horse uh, named... Uh, um, Ruffian, mm-hmm. a mare that the story is very, very similar okay. uh, to it. But I wrote She Could Run previous to knowing anything about Ruffian. So it wasn't about Ruffian, but many people think uh, mo- many people think that it is. Mm-hmm. What, what did you guys do? So there you have it. Part two of my interview with Lacey J. Dalton, this time talking about the Let Em Run Foundation and a little bit about the song She Could Run, which again is off her latest CD, The Last Wild Place. Um, 
I thought it was an interesting coincidence that uh, her song resembles the story of Ruffian, Ruff, Ruffian? Ruffian so well. And if you're interested in that, again, my site, michaelgather.com. There's a, a section with links that go with these episodes 22 and 23, and I've included a link to the story of the horse Ruffian. But I want to thank you for listening to these last two shows. They were pretty special, and uh, I was really grateful to get the time with Lacey when she was in town. If you have any comments about this podcast or these episodes, you can go to my site, michaelgather.com. Oh, and by the way, speaking of horses and animals, if you want to see a great-looking mule, I just added a link to um, the video for my song, Spotted Mule. It's on the main page of my site, michaelgather.com. So if you haven't seen it, she's quite the photogenic mule. Not a horse, but a mule. Have a look if you can. And again, to leave comments for these shows, you can go to my site, uh, click on the Add Comment button under the notes for shows 22 and 23, and leave me a comment there. Or you can just send me an email, michael at michaelgather.com. Thanks again for listening. Thank you.